welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. It's the Morning Deuce, so you know. The morning after. Opening night in the NBA has come and gone. We got one solid game, one terrible game. But it doesn't matter because, Alec, I was thinking about it as these games were going on tonight. First night of NBA basketball, two games. when We watched five of the top 10 players in the NBA play basketball tonight. I think that's fair. I, I think we did. <laughs> I mean, three argu- arguably three of the top five players in the NBA play basketball tonight. I mean, uh-huh. what? it was just great. It's just so fun to have basketball back, especially even though we both got pounded out on our bets from tonight. Both yeah. Owen, three, both I think both realizing real quick on this podcast that betting in the regular season a lot harder than betting during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Both start our bets zero and three on the season, but it's okay because we will continue to bet. Of course, we will. We will continue to bet. It's hard to know what's going to happen in game one. I have a new tradition starting tonight. Anytime I go over, I'll be wearing my jabroni T-shirt. Uh, it turned out to be a gigantic jabroni in my picks tonight. Yep. So hopefully I don't have to pull this thing out too much, but uh, not not a good betting night. Um, not a good not a good betting night for either of us. And part of that is because this is a good transition. We'll get right into it. The game that just ended, Clippers beat the Lakers one sixteen one oh nine. We both had the clip the Lakers covering what was it two and a half when we when we picked it. Yes, it was either two and a half or three, depending on where you bet it. Um, I even I, <laughs> I texted you. I put. I put a little extra money down in the second quarter when the Lakers were down 18 on the money line for the Lakers to win. And it looked, <laughs> looked like I was going to win some money on that because they look good. And then fucking Paul George, man. Um, now, I will say I all credit to Paul George because he played great. In, I mean, he played pretty good all game, but he played great in the second half, finished with 33 points, 13 of 18 from the field. But, man... I gave Kyle Kuzma a lot of credit in the preseason, um, and I said that he they may have given him one of the best contracts in the NBA, and it's still a great contract, but Paul George sunned Kyle Kuzma tonight. And for some of it, Wes Matthews, but a lot of it was Kyle Kuzma. Like the, the Clippers were up 22 points in the first quarter. The Lakers came all the way back. I think they tied it at one point. I don't know if they ever took the lead, but then in the third quarter... Paul George just went absolutely apeshit when AD went out of the game, Kawhi went out of the game, and Kyle Kuzma was in the game guarding him. Paul George couldn't miss. Yeah, apeshit's a good way to put it. Um, I mean, he, he won the game for him. I'm actually, speaking of Kuzma, I'm actually shocked to see that he had 15 points. I know you're talking about his defense, but it seemed like he had an all-around bad game. He, he um, Late in the fourth, he, was, he got some trash time buckets okay. when it was pretty much over. He played most of the fourth. Like... We could talk about it in a second because we're focusing on Paul George, but the fourth quarter for the Lakers didn't make a lot of sense to me rotation-wise. Like, mm-hmm. Vogel substitutions were, didn't seem like a coach that was super concerned with winning this game, which he, maybe he wasn't. I don't, pr- probably not, but um, it was just weird. But, yeah, p- but uh, PG, and it was funny because early in the first quarter when he passed that ball to the referee, he was getting crushed. <laughs> I actually Twitter. took a slow mo. I was gonna post that to Twitter. I thought about it. I couldn't get a good. Angle I mean, everybody. That play I was mean, hilarious. Posted by a million people. He yeah. got and he he got crushed, man. He got crushed, and then comes back, looked great. I mean, this might have been the best he's looked since he's been on the Clippers. 
I think so. Didn't he have a quote in the playoffs last year, something <laughs> super straightforward about when he shoots the three better, it's good for the team or something? Like, he was five yeah. for eight tonight, um, and and really was the difference, I thought. Because without him, I we were talking about the Lakers looked like they could have blown their doors off. Um, At the end of the first half, it looked like the Lakers were going to come out and blow out the Clippers. It, it just looked like it went from the first quarter – where it was 39-19 Clippers, and at one point the Clippers were up by 22. The Lakers, and you know what? Kenny made a good point at halftime, which was like ring ceremony, a lot of emotions come out slow, first game of the season. And then in the second half, it looked like the opposite. It looked like the Clippers didn't want to be there, and the Lakers were just going to blow them out. And essentially, they outplayed them the majority of the second, third, and fourth quarter other than one guy. Paul George stepped up. and that. But look, hey, that's what you, that's what you yeah. brought him there for. That's, that's why what, you give guys what, like that a max contract. That's why you get top 10 players, because one guy can get 33 and offset everybody else playing bad, including Kawhi Leonard, by the way. Mm-hmm. Despite 26 points, he did it on 26 shots. I thought Kawhi Leonard looked... I'll go I'll go as far... I'll say it. I thought Kawhi Leonard looked really bad to, in, in this game. So, I, I mean, I, I watched the, the whole game. Like I watched all 48 minutes, and I am actually stunned to see... T- 10 for 26. I just felt like he was way more efficient than that. I mean, yeah, his stat line is is not not good at all. One, one of eight, eight from three is really yep. concerning. Well, I, okay, nothing's really concerning right now in the first game. Sure. Here, but it's, you know, not good. Um, I mean, it's it's probably just a bad game, but he, he, wasn't, he wasn't good tonight. Yeah, I mean, he... One of eight from three is not good. Three assists, two turnovers... Uh, now, part of it was this, was Anthony Davis guarded him for the majority of the game, and Anthony Davis, I mean, if he's going to play defense like he like that this year, like just guarding the best player regardless of position, just give him defense. I picked him for defensive player of the year yesterday, didn't I? Yes, he did. Yeah, it- just give it to him now. Mm-hmm. Just give it to him now because what he did tonight was incredible. I mean, people are going to see that Kawhi had 26, and they're not going to watch the whole game. They, the Lakers' half-court defense is absolutely elite. And that's when they came back, is when they they missed a ton of shots in the first quarter. The Clippers got out in transition, scored earlier buckets. They are getting into their early offense more. But when the, the Lakers were able to slow it down a little bit and make the Clippers play in the half-court, they couldn't do anything until Paul George went off. Right. And that's kind of what made—you uh, made the point of um, Frank Vogel doing some confusing things in the fourth quarter. It really did seem like— minutes for his start like a minute cap was more important than this it, it looked like they punted on the game a little bit um like lebron only had 28 minutes anthony yeah. was 31 where it felt like if they if they pushed those guys it, it would have at least been a lot closer well that's why i was saying like if this game mattered in 80 let's see how many minutes did 80 end up playing? if 81 he played 30 if this game mattered he's playing 40 to 45 minutes and mm-hmm. i don't and I do think it ends up being a blowout in the end. Like when, when it gets, if they like, even later in the year, maybe they won't do it. But once we get to games that matter and LeBron played 28 minutes, Anthony Davis played 30 minutes. Like I'm watching these two teams at their peak when the two best lineups are on the floor, the Lakers are way, are are just a better team and they're a more talented team. And when it matters, they're, they're going to, they would beat the Clippers if this game mattered. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Davis didn't play the most of the fourth quarter. And then I think once Paul George went off, Vogel was just like, all right, I'm just going to leave LeBron on the bench. He didn't play Schroeder a lot in the fourth quarter, who played great, I thought, in the first three 
two and a half, three quarters. Mm-hmm. Trez looks like he's, I picked him to potentially, he was my sleeper for six man of the year for back to back. He looked great. And Gasol looked awful. So Trez is going to play a ton. But man, this is the perfect scenario for Trez, right? There's no pressure of being one of the main guys like he was on the Clippers, but he gets to do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. He looked really good for them. His motor is just fantastic. I mean, that's the thing we like. Motor goes anywhere, you know? It doesn't matter if he doesn't fit perfectly, his motor fits anywhere. Um, and he showed that off tonight. Uh, I really liked what he and Dennis Schroeder did in like the pick and roll a little bit or just a, a two man game. I forget who made the point. It was probably Reg- Reggie Miller on the broadcast that that'll be fun to watch this year. It's kind yeah. of amazing. Like, one of these offense, like these weapons for the Lakers is going to be two new additions, you know? Schroeder and. And Trez in the pick and roll is a wrinkle that was, I mean, non-existent yeah, I mean, last year. I, 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 and I was going to say, like, I was actually more, like, I thought Trez would fit in perfectly because Gasol is older and slower and he's going to struggle against, he's going to struggle in pick and rolls. And he's going to get in foul trouble in games. He had five fouls tonight. So I thought Trez would come in immediately and he fits well next to AD. I wondered how Schroeder would fit in right off the bat because he did score a ton of points last year in OKC and he was asked to shoulder the load of scoring the ball, but he looked good. I mean, he looked comfortable. I mean, I know he was five of 14 from the field, but he was pushing a triple double 14, 10 and yeah, six. It was. It's a, that's a good first game. Um, when they made their comeback in the second quarter, KCP looked great. KCP looks just like he did in the playoffs last year. Uh, I mean, everyone on that team looks ready to roll other than Kyle Kuzma. Like Kuzma <laughs> yeah. just did not look good he, from all across the board, and what did he end up with? Uh, he ended up with seven points. I mean, three of eight from the field, one of three from three. Who, who's that? Kuzma? Yes. Oh, I have him at 15 points here. I don't know what you're looking at. I have him at, he had, I'm pretty sure he had seven. Right. Um, ESPN might be tripping here and then. I mean, I'm on NBA.com, and this, I mean, we're looking at NBA.com right here. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at ESPN. That's that's very strange. Okay. So who's wrong? I don't know. Um, 23.7. Well, how many points they, do they have for Paul George? Paul George is at 33. I don't know. The NBA.com, where do they have Where do they have the rest of the Lakers at? I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah, 18 for AD, 22 for LeBron, Dennis Schroeder with 14. It's weird. They have... Kuzma with 27 minutes, and Kuzma has 23 on, on the screen here. So <clears throat> maybe huh. the statistician at ESPN or NBA.com got confused. We'll clear that up for you. Yeah, well, point. either way, I think is the point, right? He didn't look very Regardless good. Regardless of... Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, I, it's it's interesting, too, like coming out of this game... I was more. I honestly feel better about the Lakers than I than I do about the Clippers. Um, I'm just because of those of fantastic stretches, um, right? That we saw, like that that second, yeah. Third I mean, I, stretch they looked really good. The Lakers, that is. Yes. Yeah, I think they're. I, you saw what the talent level is going to be for that team. I think you saw a lot of the really good things that that team is going to do this year, and. Obviously, like you said, the Lakers are the best team in the NBA, and so the Clippers or Kawhi struggling in a game, 
uh, in one game is not the end of the world. But I will say, watching the way they're trying to run their offense and watching the way he played and hearing Reggie Miller say that was the one who requested for them to put in trial offense this year because he wants to play like MJ and Kobe Mm -hmm. is that's concerning to me because they did run a lot of ISO. I only saw them. I only saw them run one true triangle set and they didn't even have enough patience to get all the way through it. And they swung it into a pick and roll with Kennard and, and Serge Ibaka and Ibaka got an offensive foul. Um, the rest of their triangle-ish sets were all like ISO plays. And Kawhi just, again, part of it is when he gets in those ISOs on the elbow or on the wing, everyone just stands and watches him. So when you're playing against good defensive teams, he's not a great, he's not a great passer. He's not a terrible passer. But if that's what their offense is going to be in the half court, that could be a struggle. And it's going to take a while if they're going to try to put in some of those triangle sets, which I don't think they're going to do a ton for guys to figure out the nuances of it. He, he just, he didn't look great. And, you know, we've been concerned about what he was going to be in this, this off season. Again, look, they won the game and they're playing the Lakers. So he, it could, he, he had arguably the defensive player of the year in the NBA guarding him. So he gets a pass. It's one game, but coming out of it, uh, I, I wasn't, I didn't like, that it took Paul George really going at Kyle Kuzma for them to win this game. Um, so I came out of it think like higher on the Lakers than I did on the Clippers, even though the Lakers lost. Yeah, and I think the only reason we're saying that is because of the point we made about it. It looked like Vogel did not care that much about winning the game, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the only reason you'd be like, oh, the Lakers look better in a loss. Um, but, but I'm with you. The Clippers, it, it wasn't like the Clippers played fantastic not even close you know Mm -hmm. um they came out with a win because paul george went went ballistic in the third and uh yeah there's no overreactions on my end in either direction like i think the lakers are going to be just fine and i'm not i'm still not totally sure how good the clippers are going to be but they're obviously going to be a very good team i just yeah i mean surge is good for them Mm -hmm. by the way surge i I, surge does fit better for them than trez because he's better he's a better shooter um, just as good. I mean, defensively, he's good. Um, and I, I think he's going to benefit them later in the year. Like, just as a leader and a guy who's been there with Kawhi, who's won a championship and been to multiple championships, they just didn't have any of that last year other than Kawhi. So it's good to have another guy who has won before. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be super valuable for them, and he played well. So that's a positive for them. I just, I wonder, you know, was this Kawhi that we, that, played tonight was it a product of playing the lakers first game of the season new offense new coach and being guarded by one of the best defenders in the nba or is it something to keep an eye on is he is the situation not necessarily the best is he going to struggle i mean if he averages 26 but he shoots 10 of 26 from the field there's going to be concerns there and they're and they're going to lose games off of that yeah because paul george we know is not getting 33 on 13 of 18 from the field every night no Maybe Kawhi got stuck in traffic on his way up from San Diego and was just all out of sorts, you know. That's I mean, true, yeah. We should check the traffic reports before you're going to play him start. in Fanduel. Yeah. That's true. And just for the betting purposes, we take yeah. the under on his points. Um, all right, well, you know, obviously first game of the season, good win for the Clippers, but doesn't matter a ton for the Lakers to lose that game. And and I think we also figured the Lakers would start 
would have lulls this season anyways. Like we said, like last year, LeBron came out planning to play every single game on a mission to to prove, you know, that they were a championship team. This year, a little bit different. Uh, they've won it, and he, they're trying to get their other... Uh, they, we, we, what was it? Um, what did I say before we came on the air? Like, it's not shocking that Frank Vogel was messing with lineups and, and rotations because when Jeannie Buss was giving out the rings and she shouted out all the guys that weren't there to get their rings, it was like 10 guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they're almost turned over their entire roster other than Tal- Talon Horton Tucker, Caruso, Kuzma, AD, and LeBron. Everyone else is like new. Yeah. So it'll take a minute, but they're going to be. I don't. There's nothing about the product I saw on the court from them that makes me believe they won't be in the finals again. I think that's fair. I mean, they're I know it's one game. Going to compete for and it. And they lost. 100%. But. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason to panic in yep. uh, either LA situation. Yep. All right, the first game of the night was Nets uh, Warriors. Nets, I think we established that the Nets dog walked the Warriors in this one. Yeah. With like um, an element of butt smokery in there, um, yeah, it was one twenty five ninety nine in KD's first game as well, first game he's played as a, on the Nets. Um, what were your thoughts on your initial thoughts just watching this one? Uh, I have a bunch of notes because I knew this was the the early game, so I I gotta look back. I'm looking back on them, but what did what were, what were your thoughts? I mean, my initial thought was just kind of like reiterating what I saw in preseason that Kevin Durant is 210%. Um, I mean, his numbers don't indicate it because he didn't play in the fourth quarter, but I mean, he just looks fantastic. He can get a good shot whenever he wants, as usual. Kyrie, as much as I can't stand the guy, he's just so goddamn talented. Um, they came out, they just put 40 on them in the first quarter. And let's get this clear too Golden State did not look good at all. Like, Brooklyn looked fantastic, but the Warriors looked bad. So, it, yeah. it's again, we don't want to overreact too much to the Nets, but it looks really clear to me that you've been spot on with exactly how dangerous they're going to be. I, I've I've just kind of been like refusing to to view the Nets as like this title contender until I saw them, and then that's re- tonight was really all I needed to see. They're they're well. I think we'll learn at least a little bit more about them on Christmas when they play the Celtics. Definitely. Um, let's. So, yes, we have to temper a lot of what we saw in this game because, first of all, you're talking about a Warriors team that not only doesn't have their best defensive player in Draymond, but doesn't have their second best defensive player in Clay Thompson. Starting a rookie 19-year-old center and Andrew Wiggins, who... Essentially, it looks like a G League player at this he point. Totally lost. Um, so, the Brooklyn. I, I saw some uh, one writer who I follow, who I respect, was like, "Everybody, calm down." In like the second quarter, is like the Nets should be scoring more points. If you really look at it, like how bad this Warriors team is. But I think the thing that I underestimated that I didn't really think about with the Warriors coming into this game is they may have the best, the worst bench in the NBA. Their bench is absolutely horrendous. And when Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre shoot 7 of 30 from the field and 2 of 8 from 3 combined, right, and Steph shoots 2 of 10 from 3, of course it's going to be a blowout. The only way this team's winning games this year is if they shoot the ball. And if those two guys aren't shooting the ball well, they're fucked. 
Like Steph's going to shoot the ball well, but if if Ubre and Wiggins aren't shooting the ball well, they're done. And by the way, people were crushing Wiggins for how bad he was. Kelly Ubre was just as bad. Yeah. The only reason he didn't get crushed is because he had the he, every time he scored it was a dunk. Mm-hmm. And, and he cool played more aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he, he yeah, there were cool dunks and whatever, but like this team if Steph doesn't play like 40 minutes a game, I don't see how this team I got to be honest, I am overreacting. And I know that the Nets are a great team and are going to be a great team. If Steph Curry doesn't play like 35, 40 minutes a game, maybe right around 40, I'm not sure how this team is a playoff team. They're going to lose games, man. They're not. They, well, they, when Steph's not on the floor, they cannot score the basketball. And Draymond is not going to make that better. I was going to say, Draymond, I mean, we, we need to evaluate them with Draymond. And then, I mean, they do have a lot of new faces. I'm not ready to, like, I still think they're a playoff team. Yeah, but what? Um, who are the, but the new concerning. faces were the new faces. Andrew Wiggins, who looked like he shouldn't be on an NBA basketball court. <laughs> Kelly Oubre is good; it's fine. But like, as as much as we like that pickup for them, we we're never saying like Kelly Oubre is going to be a star. He's a very good player. He's a starter I, in the NBA. I, I'm I'm really high on Kelly Oubre. I think today tonight was a really bad game. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if they have the worst bench in the league. They looked horrible. Like there there's there's no way. But I. I'm not, Kent Bazemore couldn't play for the Hawks. Yeah, Kent Bazemore looks toast. But, I, but I'm I like saying he played Eric minutes. Eric Pascal is like like has some upside. Um, Juan Toscano Anderson played 13 <laughs> minutes for them, and he looked better than Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, this bench I, is is bad. Now it'll and it's and again and also when Draymond comes back, it's not like the bench gets that much better because Eric Pascal goes to the bench and he's a good player. That doesn't like boost your bench that much. So. I say all this just to say we can temper a little bit what we saw from Brooklyn. And I I think offensively they did what I expect them to be. They're, they're going to be an explosive offensive team. I don't think they were tested even a little bit defensively because, honestly, a lot of those threes that those guys missed were wide-open threes. They just missed shots. Um, so I'll be interested to see how Brooklyn's defense really is when they play a team, you know— particularly on Friday when they play a team that's played together, that w- that's been to the conference finals, that has one of the most talented players in the NBA. I mean, I mean, obviously Steph, but like a player who can challenge KD a little bit more um, and plays KD's position. Cause it's going to be Tatum and KD ma- matched up at the four. That's yeah, a fun match. That's going to be really fun to watch. On but, um, but for Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, offensively, my thing to your point on, on Kyrie I wrote, he is remarkable as Robin. Like, (laughs) when he doesn't have to be Batman, because the thing is, is like, everyone was freaking out about how well he played in this game and how he shot the ball and all that. He had 50 on opening night last year, but they lost with basically the same roster other than KD to the T-Wolves. So, like, it shouldn't be a surprise when people see Kyrie do these things, but now he's doing them with Kevin Durant. So now he's doing it on a championship-level team because he has a championship MVP-level player with him. And he doesn't have to be Batman. So he can just go do his thing. And his thing is pretty fucking talented. It's it's so electric. When he's shooting when he's shooting really well, which he is often because he's a fantastic shooter, it's just, like, electric. You can't give him, a, like, a step, which opens up the blow-by. Like, he just had, had it all working tonight. Um, again, bad defensive team. But you're right. I mean... This is a huge problem for teams in the East to defend this team. I, I like, I don't. Maybe that's my overreaction of the night. Like, 
I, I just think they're deadly. Um, well, offensively, yeah. No, 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 you're right. Offensively, they are a, an absolutely deadly team. I'll be interested to see how they defend. I picked the over in this game, which was another one of my bets that I was wrong on because I, oh, I overestimated the, the Warriors a little bit. But again, they shot the ball terribly. So this could have been just an outlier for them. And maybe they will be a better offensive team once they get to... I, I, I don't think the Nets are this good defensively. I don't think they will be the, all year. Right. But they will they will they're going to outscore everybody like mm-hmm. you know they're going to they're probably going to score around 126 every night 125 whatever how did you think DeAndre Jordan looked cuz i thought he looked pretty spry and like even if you don't have the best wing defenders like if you have a really good rim protector that can go a long way hey 11 rebounds yeah. and he protects the rim yeah no he he's he is going to be helpful i just you know you still have KD at the four and mm-hmm. Kyrie and Joe Harris out there who are really non-defenders. Yeah. But I will say this on the opposite end of what I said about the Warriors, Brooklyn probably has the best bench in the NBA. I mean, I, I think that they do. I'm ready to commit to that for sure. I mean, because... first of all, Karis LeVert and Jared Allen could start for basically any, almost any other teams in the mm-hmm. end. Well, Karis for sure. Like Karis LeVert. We, we talked about this before we came on here too. If the Rockets, and we'll talk about the Rockets very briefly at the end of the show. But if the Rockets are looking around and they saw Karis LeVert tonight and they're not pulling the trigger on Karis LeVert and what on all these other pieces, they're idiots. Karis LeVert is an absolute stud. Yeah. Karis LeVert could be the leading scorer on a good team in the NBA. Now, he's not going to be the best player on a championship team, but he could be a really good player on a play. I mean, he was a really good player on a playoff team last year yep. without these guys. He is a stud. If you could get him with Jared Allen, who is looking to prove himself and may have really fucked up by not signing an extension because if, <laughs> yeah. if he's if he's only gonna play nineteen minutes a night, he ain't getting his a bigger deal next year. Yeah. Right. So we'll see what happens there. But their bench of Karis Levert, Landry Shamit, who could probably start for some teams because he's a good shooter, Jared Allen, Torian Prince, Jeff Green. They don't even Rodin Kuruk's started like the majority of games for them last year didn't even play till trash time mm-hmm. timothy luavo cabarello like i still think he has upside um he, <laughs> that one three he made looked pretty good yeah the, the, mean, i'll tell you who could have used that three the warriors yeah <laughs> i mean so yeah i mean brooklyn you know what's fun about brooklyn seeing steve nash coach basketball that was fun i i was happy with that yeah I mean, he for all the, the man. I actually thought of the Stephen A. Smith jackass comment of like I think he he took a shot after he got hired, like saying he skipped the line and stuff. It's pretty clear Steve Nash looks awesome, like as a coach. Like this team is super fun to watch already well, after one game. Well, Steve Kerr. I mean Kerr. Um, he said they asked him about playing the Nets in the first game, and he said, "This is what I guess I'm getting what I deserve because I used to coach a team like that." Yeah. So, you know, Nash looks good as a head coach, but also he's coaching Kevin Durant. Right. Like a healthy Kevin Durant. KD, KD, the way he looked tonight, I mean, he's going to be right in the MVP conversation this year. Yep. He, he's going to be. If he plays the way he looked tonight, he's going to be in that because he only he had 22 points in 24 minutes. And I understand Kyrie had more. And Kyrie had 26 in 25 minutes. But we know what Kyrie is. He Next game, he might go one for 15. 
Like mm-hmm. he's, he, Katie's going to, if he stays healthy, like he looks, he's going to do it every night. There, hey, yeah. Every single shot Kevin Durant takes is a good shot. It's insane. Like he's so long. He's just on, he's flat out unguardable. And that's, that's why, like a, well, that's why when he's healthy, he's the best scorer in the NBA. And it's yeah. not even, cl- it's not even close. And people really can make not. arguments like Harden obviously is a, an incredible and unique scorer, but Kevin Durant can score from anywhere on the, on the court at any time. So he's the best scorer. It's pretty wild. It's, I mean, it's great that he. It's can, so good to have him back healthy. It's, I mean, yeah. that. And that, Charles Barkley said on the halftime show what we said, what we've been saying is that usually guys who struggle to come back from Achilles are guys who are heavy big men who have a lot of weight mm-hmm. and need that, or, and, and they re injure themselves. KD is, looks like he weighs a buck 50. Like, <laughs> Seriously. you know, he's, so he might just be. Back. He, and and I guess Nash said that he's only 90% back, which is kind of scary. That has to be hyper. No way. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's, he looks exactly the same. I mean, if he is, that's that's even more terrifying yeah. for the East. But Yeah. Um, but so there you go. I mean, yeah. Nets are going to be – they're going to win a ton of games. We'll see how they're de- – I will be very interested to see Friday night how their defense looks if they – if they're if they can play good defense against a good team because the Warriors looked awful and it could be a one-off but I was was very concerned about the Warriors in this I will say um you know you texted me that you didn't think Wiseman looked super comfortable early on and I saw people on Twitter sort of going back like some people were like he looks great some people said he looked uncomfortable I thought he looked really good and I and I know that when you I know the parts you were talking about where he looked uncomfortable mm-hmm but that's also just partially he didn't play in the preseason. He's 19 years old, 20 years old, playing in his first NBA game against a team that is one of the favorites to win an NBA championship this year. Like he's that, gonna that's be more un- what I meant. Yeah. It yeah, was he's more gonna like- be un- he's gonna be uncomfortable, but he finished with nineteen points and he looked he's huge. He's bigger than I thought he was. He's gonna he is gonna guzzle rebounds for that team. Um He moves really well too. He really yeah. does. I, you know what? I'm, I will give Brooklyn credit on this. And I, I meant to say this about their defense. And this could also be partially why the Warriors struggled so much. One thing that the Nets did really well tonight was they they got back in trend. So when I worked for Steve Clifford, right? And this is a, this is not like unique to Steve Clifford, but, you know, we didn't – This it just shock – you'd be shocked to find out uh, when, I, when Mike – Dunlap was the coach. We didn't have a lot of defensive principles. Um, but the his biggest thing was anytime a shot goes up, no we don't we unless a ball bounced to you, we don't go to the glass. We don't go to the offensive glass. As soon as it goes up, don't look at the fucking ball. Get back. Like get back on defense. So a lot of those early rebounds that you saw Wiseman getting, there was no one around. Right. And part of that was because every time the Nets put a put up a shot, Boom! Five guys got back, and because of that, the Warriors were not allowed, or were not able to get out and get a lot of those easy transition buckets that they're known for, which is get out, get those easy early buckets. So a lot of their shots came in the half court, which is probably partially why they weren't always as good as they normally are. I mean, I think they only finished with like twelve fast break points in the game. So, you know, that's a good sign for the Nets as a defensive team because it just shows. Yeah, 12 fast break points. That yeah. shows discipline early on. But I mean, when you know you're going to be this fantastic offensively, 
why crash the offensive you know like it's not like you need right. to get these scrappy buckets like you're gonna put up a shitload of points so get back on d it makes perfect sense to me yeah and, and katie uh, even alluded to it after the game when they he his post game interview was brutal but um he did not want to be there but he sort of alluded to that being one of their things like getting back on defense which is a common thing around the league like everybody they say get back on defense but it but what i noticed was as soon as shots went up it wasn't like okay everybody wait to see what happens and then get back it's mm-hmm. the shot goes up we don't wait to see what happens we get back on defense and they did a really good job of that in this game so you know that's it that's that partially could be why golden state struggled I'm, i'll give brooklyn a little bit of credit there but i do want to see at what they do against a better team fair yeah. very fair so um, but speaking of, so I mentioned, um, if the Rockets were watching that game tonight, that they should be calling to get, uh, Karis Levert immediately. Well, even more so probably because there's reports now that James Harden has been getting into altercations with his teammates at practice. And apparently he threw a ball at Jay Sean Tate that missed, but still, <laughs> I mean, this thing is becoming... Uh, even more of a shit show dude is there any chance the nets are just like we're good we're good you know we don't want like and i'm not talking about from a, a talent standpoint but like what if they just don't want the headache that appears to be james harden right now when they know their bench is they probably have the best bench in the league right now i, I mean kevin durant and kyrie irving and the best bench in basketball sounds like a championship formula so why would you then yeah, Whoa, I agree. This, yeah, I, I don't. James Harden really might be hurting himself. Well, look, yeah, and and we'll see again. I think like if you see the if the Nets come out on Friday, this is this is why this first game didn't mean a ton to me because they're playing the Warriors, and we don't know what the Warriors are yet. Like we think the Warriors could be a playoff team, but they may actually just suck again. We don't know. Like we don't know how it's all going to fit. But what we do know is the Celtics are a really good team. And if the Nets come out on Friday and beat the shit out of the Celtics, which I don't think they will, but it you never know, they could, mm-hmm. then they may just call it off and just be like, we're, we're out. Like, we don't, we have no reason to make this trade. It doesn't make us better. It actually guts us when we have, we're one of the deeper teams in a weird year where you never know when we're going to need that depth. Very true. Like, yeah. You know, what happened? You know, you look at this team the Nets in the Eastern Conference. And now we're not even talking about Harden anymore. But I just brought this topic up just to sort of... So it's funny, first of all. Well, it's, it's funny. It's it's, it's 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 absurd. But also, like, these teams that are thinking about getting him, you got to think about that. Like, you, if you're the Heat, which apparently, obviously, the reports can't that the Heat are not part of this either. But you also have to think about that if you're the Heat. If they're asking you for, like, four or five guys to get Harden, and then you bring in Harden, Harden's a pain in the ass, but also... One or two of your guys gets COVID in the middle of the season. Now you don't have depth. You know, like you're in tr- that, that's part of what the Nets got to think about too, probably, right? Like if they mm-hmm. give up Levert and Dinwiddie and Jared Allen and whoever, the, whoever, right? And then it's a shit show. And then a couple, and you know, like right now, the way the Nets are built, they could ha- they two, one or two guys could sit out for two weeks and they'll be fine. They're gonna win games in the East. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, seriously, yeah. Kyrie Irving, you know, sore knee. You plug Karis LeVert. Like, they, they really are um, not injury-proof, but, that, like, that depth I mean, they, w- they went else. to the playoffs last year without, without these guys. guys. Yeah. So that's proof that they can do it. But, yeah, the more these are type of reports come out, the more I'm like, 
maybe he doesn't get traded and the, the Rockets are fucked. Somebody will trade for him. He's too talented to not do it, but the value of what they're going to get right. well, I think goes down more and more. James Harden's going to get fucked because he's not making the case to join a championship team right now. You know, like championship teams don't want to bring in guys throwing basketballs at people. Right. Like, that's true. That's fair. Um, all right. The last thing before we get our bets for tonight, for Wednesday night. So they, Adam Silver said today that the 2022 draft's only going to have 59 picks because they stripped the Bucks of their pick in the, their second round pick. And look, ultimately, Let's just let's say the Bucks pick is like in the fifties, their second round pick. Mm-hmm. A guy who goes in the fifties is just as likely to get signed to an, an undrafted free agent contract, right? But I think this is a bullshit move by the NBA because sixty players get to hear their name called every year. Why should one college kid potentially have the dream of his name being called during the draft get taken away because the Bucks cheated? Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, yeah. figure out a way. Give the worst team in the league the 60th pick. You know, like, I don't give them an extra pick. Like, <laughs> isn't that part of evening out shit anyways? Like, that year, whoever's the worst team, just give them an extra second-round pick. Who gives a shit? Like, the 60th pick, I think it's only been successful once ever. Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like, but to take the opportunity for a kid to get his name called on draft night, even though being a late second-round pick, you're probably going to get cut anyways. It's stupid that they take that away from one of these kids as opposed to um, just giving it to another to a shitty team that could use it to yeah. make the league more com- potentially more competitive. You think if we wrote handwritten letters to Adam Silver, like try to get a movement, if all of our li- listeners, we could uh, turn this thing around? I mean, Yeah, and all three of our viewers right now on yeah. YouTube. Brandon Haverfield, we see you. I don't know what your comment's about, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to bring this up because I thought it was bullshit. All right, let's do our uh, let's do our picks. So we both started off zero and three on night one. Not a not a great start. It's not us, man. It just isn't us. I'm sure. Well, confident. it's opening night, and yeah. it just the Lakers boned us with the minutes. Thing. Look, look again. <laughs> well, I'm already making excuses. Like, well, but here's the thing. Look, I picked the I had the over at two thirty one and a half in the Warriors Nets game, and the final was one twenty five ninety nine. So it was what 114 points 114 or 214 points Kelly Oubre, Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins combined to go 4 of 18 from 3 How do you account for that? You can't. Can't account well, for Vegas that. did somehow. Um And then it was Kevin Durant, I had Kevin Durant 39 a total 39 points, rebounds, and assists. He had 30 total in 24 minutes. He only played 24 minutes because it was a blowout. It's yeah, the just, blowout really bon- it boned both of us pretty bad. Um, yeah. And then, and then the rotations, right? Like, mm. the Lakers looked like they were going to come back and just blow the doors off of the Clippers in the second half, and then Paul George just made Kyle Kuzma his son. Mm-hmm. And then there was nothing we can do about it. So, <laughs> so you know what? That means we come back tonight and we do better. Exactly. We find uh, a way. We find a way. Do you have your picks for tonight? I do, yeah. You want me to run through my three first? Uh, yeah, I mean, you did your three first last night, so I could do my three. Okay, yeah, go for it. Hold on. Actually, let me... My notepad here. Okay. I'm going to go Wizards. I'm taking the Wizards plus seven and a half versus Philly. I just... That's a huge number 
for a team that just got – I don't care if it's their first game everyone playing together. It's a huge number for a team that has Russell Westbrook and Brad Beal. Yeah. <laughs> like, Against the, a team with a new coach. A I, new I, coach I was, and a lot of new players too. Mm-hmm. It's a – seven and a half is a massive number. I, I don't understand that number. Maybe I'm missing something or maybe we don't know. that. I, I think everyone's playing. They all played in the preseason other than – actually in the last game, maybe Rui was the only one who didn't play, but Russ and Bertans both played in the last game, so – I don't see a scenario where they lose by seven and a half. In fact, I considered taking them outright, but I'm just going to go seven and a half right now because I don't understand the line. Um, my other one is Hornets minus two over the Cavs. Okay. Uh, it's at two and a half now. So I'll, I'll take two and a half. That's fine. Um, I think the Cavaliers are going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. I mean, I, I don't think. I know they're going to be one of the worst yeah. teams in the NBA. And the Hornets... Well, well, they're not going to be great. Like, you know, this is the I, – I feel pretty confident in this one because at least with the Hornets, you have a young, pretty hungry team with some talented players who basically are all the same from last year other than LaMelo, and they have the same coach. So there's continuity. Um, at one point last year, they were like a borderline playoff team. So they have young talent. They They could be decent this year, and – the Cavs are going to be awful. So I think they'll beat them by at least three on opening night. Uh, and then my last one, this one's tough because it opened at three and a half. Then it went to five and a half. Now it's heat minus four and a half against Orlando. And that, that actually is kind of a big number against a Steve Clifford team in Orlando, but home court advantage doesn't really mean much anymore with no fans. And st- I, Coach Cliff is a great coach, but I just feel like not that the bulletin board material thing, I don't know if I really buy into it totally. Like I feel like most of the time players are, they're either motivated or they're not. But I do feel like particularly this Heat team, they got so many questions this offseason about whether or not they were, they were a fluke and people saying they were a fluke in the bubble and all this shit. Like I could see them coming out here and dog walking them and winning by like 15 um yeah what was your what was the number you had it at minus four and a half i got him at four and a half so i'm gonna take the heat minus four so i'm taking wizards plus seven and a half hornets minus two and a half heat minus four and a half wednesday night okay i like them i like them we had one that was the same which was i got wait oh really oh oh i'd flush i would have assumed that you were putting all your money on washington plus seven and a half no, I'm rooting for the Sixers. Like I, I know. Of it course, like I know that. Oh, I know that. But I just don't. I feel like you don't have faith in them. I, I don't have faith. In them. I almost. That was almost one of the three. But I got the Heat at minus three and a half, which I love. Um, okay. At point. Can yeah, they op- So you got them when it opened because yeah, I had. Yeah. I saw it earlier in the day, and then I actually checked during the game tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, during the early game, it was at. It was all the way up to five and a half. Wow. Now it's back down to four and a half. Yeah, I just think. I mean, the Heat, they just looked so like they've got something special going on. And the, I mean, maybe that really truly was a bubble thing and it wears off, but they just look awesome. Um, I, I'm confident in that one. Then I'm going Celtics plus three and a half. Um, I just think, huh, okay. Against the Bucks. I mean, at home. Yeah. And this is a big continuity type bet. You know, I know the Celtics lost Gordon Hayward. Is Kemba but, healthy? Uh, I believe so. But, 
I'm not. Oh, I should probably check that before I lay actual money on it. But um, yeah. no, it's more. And about, also before you make it a pick to our listeners. <laughs> but. No, it's it, a lot has to do with how Brad Stevens and the Celtics defense. Oh, wait, handled. no, Kemba's not. Remember, isn't Kemba not playing till January? Oh, shoot, that may be the case, but it's not about Kemba. Right, <laughs> okay, okay. It's about Giannis it's not about, being able to shoot. It's about my 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 pick for most improved player. Uh, which was Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. No, it's not about Marcus Smart. It's about the defense. 10 hours ago, gonna... Boston.com, 10 hours ago, Kemba Walker still a long way away from return from knee, knee procedure. Can I continue? Can I continue I'm just trying to help you here. <laughs> Boston does an excellent job of exposing dudes that can't shoot. We've seen it when they play Ben Simmons. Um, they're going to make Giannis beat them by stretching the floor, and I don't think he's going to do it. We've talked about that. At nauseum, how we don't think Giannis is going to stretch his game out there. And I think the Celtics are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is all they need to beat that team. And they've got a lot uh, some new pieces, a brand new point guard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks get off to like a slower than usual start for them. So Celtics plus three and a half. Okay. And my last bet of the night is Pelicans plus four. Um, and you know, I just feel good about it (laughs) against the Tampa Bay Raptors. It's the Tampa Bay Raptors. Um, I don't know. I just think that Serge Ibaka loss is going to be a lot for them. I don't think they're the same team. I, Fred Van Vliet, you know, he doesn't even, I don't even, he likes basketball anymore. Now that he got his money, wasn't that his quote or something? (laughs) It's very possible. Who knows? What if Fred Van Vliet comes out and is like just way bigger? Like, it's just like a fat guy now. Well, he played in preseason. I didn't see him. So. <laughs> he had a pretty good game, actually. But, I mean, this is one of those teams that I did say is a potential, like, could miss the playoffs. They could fall off so bad. I don't think they will, but, man. It, again, Raptors fans are going are gonna to see what it's really like to have Fred Van Fleet making $20 million a year or whatever the fuck he's making now. Like, mm-hmm. he was great. When he was on a rookie con- second round pick rookie contract or whatever he was, but uh, now that he's got now that he got paid, there's gonna be a lot of nights where you're like, "What did we do? <laughs> what are we doing here? What is happening?" Also, like, I know Kyle Lowry is pretty loyal to that organization, but man, if they're bad and it's towards the end of his career, is he gonna want out of there? Um, does he want to go through a rebuild if they end up having to rebuild? Because again, they don't really have much depth. Or a ton of talent. Like, they have Fred Van Fleet, Siakam, and OG Ananobi. And after that, I mean, I don't I don't want to hear people in the comments bringing up Norm Powell to me, okay? You know it's I don't coming. need that There's shit. There's a huge I, Norm Powell uh, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Norm Powell is a very average NBA player. <laughs> like, it's fine. I would take him on my team, but I wouldn't call him a young, up-and-coming talent for my team. Like, right. you got three players. And one of them shit the bed in the playoffs last year and is about to be on a huge, gigantic contract. One is 5'11 and plays two guard. And one just signed his rookie extension, so we'll see what happens with him, right? And OG Ananobi. As I meant to bring, OG Ananobi only averaged like 10 points a game last year, right? Like he's... Oh, no, I know. Like he's... They're I'm, all they're living off that, that buzzer beater yeah, I, that he I'm hit in the like playoffs. I'm not like an OG Ananobi hater. I just don't think he's... That great. He's fine. He's just yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, he's fine. I don't think he's making any type of huge leap. I think what Raptor fans are sort of hoping is that he makes a Siakam kind of leap. But I don't think he has the same skill set. I don't think so either. Yeah. 
He's a better two-way player. He's a great defender. I just don't think he's ever going to be like a great offensive player that you're going to depend on night in and night out. Exactly. So yeah, that hey Pelicans like the Pelicans. Are that some points? Did I mean, you check? On. Like, are is everyone playing for the Pelicans? Are you sure? Do you know? As far as I know, yeah. As far as I know. Okay, Lonzo. Hey, look, Lonzo, no extension. He's coming out. He's coming out guns blazing. Guy's looking to. He's looking to cash out or cash in. I don't know what it is. Cash out, I believe. He's looking to cash out. So hey, it might might be a great pick. Might be, be a great pick. I I, I think I'm going three and zero tonight. Maybe I'll parlay this shit. No. You know who else? You know who is absolutely looking to go three and zero tonight for you. <laughs> he has no neck. He doesn't have a neck. Doesn't I mean, need one. I mean. We we haven't been taking that into account. It's his first game back as a head coach in the NBA. My man. He is not. I don't think he's losing in his first game back. No. Those guys are going to be playing their ass off for him. Zion. I tell you what. Zion looks good in the preseason. Zion might average 30 and it's all going to be on layups where he takes off in the middle of the paint. And fa- and like 23 foul shots a game. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be absurd. And then they're going to lose in the playoffs because he can't shoot. But, hey, at least he got them there. At least they're back. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. See what happens. Basketball's back, man. Basketball's back. It was a fun first night. The big you one. know how many games there are tonight? There's 13. How do we do this show with 13 games? I'm not really sure, but I guess we'll find out tomorrow night. Yep. Appreciate everybody watching. We will see you around the same time tomorrow or tonight. Later. Later. Later.